Welcome to another edition of Politics Done Right. Today, we have the honor of speaking to Yvette Avery. She's a working mother providing for her family. She has had been, she's been a Teamster Union steward at UPS, as well as an activist for workers' rights throughout the country. She has been working on the most extensive and ex- ex- effective organizing. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Campaign with the IAM to get union representation for Delta ramp and cargo workers. Delta recently. Well, I tell you what. I, I'm going to just say, welcome to Politics on Right Event. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? I am doing fine. I want, to, I want you to give me a three or four line synopsis of who Yvette is before we get into the questions that I want to ask about where is the labor movement right now. So why don't you tell us a little bit about what really got you into this stuff? I, I think it was just in my blood um, because I have family who've been fighting for workers for a long time who are maybe even in the political arena. So we've always been those type of people and I was just kind of raised that way in order to always help somebody else. So my thing is anytime I see any type of injustices, especially with working people, I, I jump in. So that's something I was doing even before I became a, a union steward. I pounded the streets anytime somebody had something going on with workers' rights or any activism in that in that area, I was there. Now, uh- Again, tell us a little bit about, you had your own little incident with Delta. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about that, and then we'll go in further. Yeah, so I worked for Delta Airlines for seven years. Uh, started out as a ramp worker, went upstairs as a gate agent. And as I was upstairs as a gate agent, started wearing the union pin. It was a lot more active in the, the unionizing process for the below-wing and cargo workers. Well, that led to them all of a sudden saying that my job at UPS was a conflict of interest. Mind you, I had already been at UPS five years prior to start working at Delta. On my resume, they were fully aware that I worked at that company, but now it became an issue that I was out in front as a union activist trying to get the workers um, organized. So at that point, they gave me an ultimatum saying that my job was a conflict and that I needed to choose which job that I wanted to keep. So, of course, I said, I don't have the issue. Delta has the issue. I want to keep both of my jobs. I work them both. I need them both to sustain my family. So, therefore, I want to keep both of my jobs. But ultimately, they terminated me. And the fight continued, started at that point, of course, for me, with the uh, hashtag Stand With Yvette movement that I started online. I made videos, did interviews, and you graciously gave me a spot on your show to you know, get the, the information out as to how Delta treated workers and those who are fighting for workers' rights and how they were union busting at, at its fine. Now, this episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Is your case now closed or you continue to fight that particular case? Well, it's definitely closed now. It was a two-year fight, but the way... 
the state of Georgia works is a right to work at will state. So in reality, workers really don't have what they need to fight corporations unless you have something, you know, they can get it for discrimination maybe. But in reality, there's no real rights for workers in the state of Georgia unless you have a union contract. So thankfully at the other job, I was fully aware of the rights as a unionist, uh, being a union steward with uh, the Teamsters of how that works. So I'm very thankful for having a union contract, know the benefits of it, and wanted my coworkers at Delta to have the same thing. Now, I want to ask you something about, because I, I learned this from you. Uh, when you are in a right to work state, which means a right to screw worker state, that's what that really means. Um, if you have a union contract in those states, it is enforceable, correct? Oh, yes. Yes, it's enforceable. Contracts are enforceable. Of course, no contract is above the law. So if you have something legally binding that uh, the contract can't override that. But as far as, you know, the way the employer has to go through a process to terminate employees, that stuff is included and it's upheld, of course. So let me ask you a question then. What, what is the difference between unions in a right-to-work state and unions in other states? Okay, so the major difference is if you are in a state that's a right-to-work state, you do not have to join the union. Even if you're in a company that's unionized, you don't have to join, you don't have to pay dues, but the union still has to represent you. Now, that's something that a lot of us do not like because if you're getting the benefits of what the union is negotiating, if you're getting the benefits of them fighting for you, you should pay your fair share and dues right. to help keep that going. But if you're in a state, of course, that's a unionized state that's, you know, not an at-will right-to-work state, then they don't have to represent non-paying them. So, and I think even people who don't have to pay regular dues have to pay a certain fee anyway. Um, so, it's, that's the major difference. You still have to okay, represent I mean, those that, who not. That's a funding difference, right? That actually tells you whether the union can survive or not. It and does, I guess and I always give the, the analogy. I say, hey, I'm going to move into your house. I know you, the bills are going to go up, but I'm not going to pay you anything. I'm just going to live there. That's the same thing with you. I'm going to come to this job. I'm going to get those free benefits, medical, dental, and vision. I'm going to get that pension that you get, but I'm not going to help, you know what I'm saying, pay into anything to keep it going. So that's the analogy I use. I said, hey, I'm coming. I'm moving in. Get ready. I'm moving in. It so is they ridiculous. don't like it like that, and they see the perspective. Yeah. Now, interestingly, um, we've been sort of happy during this uh, with the results of what has started to occur uh, uh, after the pandemic. Based on your experience in the union movement, do you feel like this is real? Has, have workers really now gained power and now lasting power, or is this just a phase? I truly believe that the, during the COVID incident, and when it mainly came out, everybody realized the true importance of work. Now, the companies, of course, knew it already, but people kind of didn't realize their value and realize how much they really meant to the corporations. And the only way that the corporations make the profits that they do is because the workers come in and, you know, make those profits for them. So uh, the, the workers begin to wake up and say, hey, oh, now all of a sudden we're essential. Okay, now all of a sudden you can give us these bonuses or you can throw this at us, but you couldn't simply just raise our benefits, you, you know, well, give us benefits and great ones. You couldn't simply increase our minimum wages. You couldn't, you know, our hourly wages, things that they could have done before. And then all of a sudden they can do it now. 
people are realizing, okay, something's not adding up. So that's something that means you could do more for us before, but you just chose not to. So I think a lot of people in a lot of areas have woke up and we see that uh, one of the main things in Striketober, when we had a lot of strikes going on and strikes have continually been going on. Tell, actually, tell us um, a little bit about the strikes that you know about that are active around the country. Well, a couple of weeks ago, I actually went down to uh, Alabama to the um, UMWA workers. So those are the mine workers in Alabama. And they've been on strike for now 11 months and counting, which is now, I think, holding the record for the longest uh, maybe uh, strike there. And what they want is, you know, just basic things. I mean, mine workers have had it hard in this country, and they definitely should be rewarded for the type of work they do because it's very, very uh, dangerous. And they should get what they're supposed to get if you're making those type of profits. Like, I mean, the companies are not missing any money. They're making more and more and more profitable. A lot of them are more profitable during the pandemic than before. Mm -hmm. And so they definitely should get exactly what they deserve. So we were out there with those brothers and sisters and talking to them and seeing the things that they needed. I mean, everyday essentials and basics that they did not have because they've been on strike for so long. So I made sure I posted how to donate and give, you know, to their strike fund, as well as they have a, a whole pantry set up so they can come get food and clothing items and whatever they need for the children, things like that. So uh, that's one uh, strike. And that same day, we also supported the Amazon workers in Bessemer, Alabama, who are now getting a chance to do another election because the first election they had last year, of course, Amazon had so much union busting going on it was ridiculous and they caused them not to win that time so the nlrb which is the labor board national relations labor board decided that they should get another opportunity to vote so we were at a rally for them and heard some great stories from different people who work there and things that they go through and why they deserve to have a union and they, they definitely should get it now uh, yvette you make a hell of a speaker for the movement what always concerns me is that we don't get enough events out there in front of a camera, letting people see what's going on. And, and you know, there's, there's power in having people see other people do powerful things, right? In other words, right. the, 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 the goal of the corporation, include, including what you saw Amazon do in Alabama, is to try to let people know, don't do that scary because suppose it doesn't work out you're in trouble when you have an event out there that says look not only am i working but i have actually gone through the whole system hell they've they've done turn i mean fired me i'm still here you know right. be the spokesperson to tell people you've got power um what and maybe this is a job for you um yvette maybe you need to uh, start a training business for the union worker I, i'm not kidding actually at all uh, why can't we see more of what's going on because it's all over the country why can't we see more of it on tv on even if it's not on tv more than just in that you know how facebook has a way of keeping people in locked up in their cells getting outside of those cells so other people see what's going on how do we get there we have to keep pushing i mean it's going to take us all in different avenues to make our voice be heard because as you say most of the mainstream will not cover it. I could get no one to cover my story when it comes to mainstream media. I reached out personally to the Fox News, to the CNN, nothing. 
anytime it, it comes, especially in Atlanta, and dealing with Delta Airlines, come in with them, they own the city. So nobody wanted to touch them. I couldn't even get an attorney here. That's how crazy it was. I had to go out of state to get an attorney just to go after them. So my whole thing is people have to realize it's going to take you stepping up and doing it on your own and then grouping together with like-minded people and we can get it done. It, it, it can be done. Well, you know, uh, you're ahead of a spokesperson. What else, what else going on around, um, I, I, before I, I want to do a little digression here. You are in a uh -huh. truck. What you doing in a truck? <laughs> so of course, since I was terminated from Delta, I already worked for UPS and decided, Hey, what was best for me at the time was to go full-time. So now I'm a full-time package car driver, uh, with UPS. So I just, crossover from part-time to full-time and out here delivering everybody's packages throughout the pandemic. I started during the pandemic doing the deliveries and it's, you know, it's been an experience. And well, I've learned you know, a lot I'm, of things. That I'm honored that you actually kind of parked the truck to have a little talk with politics done right. I'm like excited about, you know, you're, you're, <laughs> you're coming. I'm like super honored. Hey, she is in that truck. Hey, what else is happening? Tell me what else. First of all, I, I just mentioned about the media not doing what I think the media needs to do. Uh, and I also mentioned that you are very savvy in the way you know how to use media to get the message out. What do you want us to do? Not only, when I say us, I don't mean the independent media. I mean the consumers of independent media who, is, who actually needs to be a part. What, what is your message to them? Well, definitely the whole every... Uh, corporation accountable for whatever they do to their workers, pay attention to what's going on and support workers in all their endeavors, no matter it's from fast food, you know, they're considered essential too. They didn't realize how essential they were until, you know, we had our pandemic. So whoever has a fight, who's fighting for wages, who's fighting for benefits, who's fighting for, you know, healthcare, whatever in these workplaces, please support those workers. Go out whenever you can. If you can't be there in person, you know, do something online, you know, promote whatever they're doing. Try to get the word out and help in any way you can. Because I know my time is limited a lot more now than it used to be. So that's why it was very important for me to take this time out to do your show because it's invaluable. This is the type of thing that we need to do. Make a few minutes to do anything we can to further uh, the cause. Well, you know, I, I think that is so important. And like I said, you know, you do it and you do it well. Um, you know what my last question always is? What should I have asked you that I didn't? <laughs> um, what else did I find out now as a driver that I happen not to have known before? <laughs> Let me hear it. Well, I have a lot of safety concerns when it comes to driving. And of course, I started a uh, uh, online petition about that. And I'm going to be fighting for that to get more safety precautions and things put in place for drivers out here because it's a lot of things we never think about until we actually do the job so that's something we definitely uh need to take care of and you'll be seeing a lot in the future about can you tease us with a few of the things that we never thought about well you never think about as we are out here delivering we do not know what situations we are walking up on we could be walking up on a domestic situation We've had people kidnapped. We've had people shot. We've had people, you know, things happen to, you know, drivers out here on the road that you just don't think about. You just say, hey, my package is coming. But you never know where we are, where we're going, and the things that we deal with. So those are just a couple of things. We, we walk up on things that you wouldn't imagine. And, you know, we have to deal with them on a daily basis. 
and deal with the management, you know, come at us crazy because they think we should be doing this or that, but it's a lot to deal with out here. Amazing. Well, Yvette, it has all, it's always my pleasure to speak to you. Like I tell you all the time, and I mean this from the depth of my heart, you're one of my heroes because you are on the ground getting things done. And you know what I believe? I believe the people who are getting things done are the ones who are worthy. So um, thank you so kindly once again for appearing on Politics Done Right. Yvette Avery, our national union specialist. That's what I'm going to call her. Thank you so kindly for having been on Politics Done Right. Thank you so much for having me again. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.